Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host, Santino Teas, for this podcast. And first and foremost, as always, I want to thank all the return listeners or those that might have subscribed to the uh, channel. And for all the international listeners, thank you very, very much for listening, and um, I hope you stick around as well. And for any new listeners, please come on back. Now, it's uh, about 11.39 a.m., the 6th uh, uh, Friday of August, and uh, I'm here at home at my uh, at my table recording as usual. I have my beautiful daughter next to me and um, with my cup of coffee doing chores. So if you hear little bells and whistles and little noises around the house because I'm doing my chores, so please excuse. So today, <clears throat> I want to talk about something that was... A very significant event that happened this past week. Now, the reason why I started this podcast for, you know, All Things Medical Assistant was to give the medical assistant a voice. You know, I've researched and I've looked and I've read and I've I've tried to find a viable podcast regarding medical assistance, you know. Uh, a podcast uh, or even a show that, that that portrays the life or the emotions of a medical assistant and no such luck. It was usually about protocols and, you know, study guides and, um, you know, just, you know, codes and stuff like that. So I really wasn't happy with that. And I just felt like, yeah, you know, I just really needed to do something. I really needed to do something to put that voice out there for for the medical assistant. And hence, you know, uh, all things medical assistant was uh, was born. And what happened this week is a perfect example as to why I did it. Now, where I work at the University of Washington in, in, in one of the uh, neighborhood clinic urgent cares, um, two things, two significant things happened. So, <clears throat> as you know, the University of Washington, or for those of you that do not know, the University of Washington, it's, it's a state educational institution, right? It's a state educational institution. Now, just like any county or municipality has their hospital or a county hospital. Ours here is Harborview. Harborview Medical Center is the uh, number one trauma center for the United States, I believe, especially here for Pacific Northwest. <clears throat> it's amazing. It's amazing uh, medicine that they practice there, and it's also obviously a teaching school for the University of Washington School of Medicine. Now, on the other side of that, you have the University of Washington School of Medicine, as I just mentioned. So, you know, as you can see there how, you know, all this is linked, right? You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a state uni- uh, institution, state um, medical entity, so it's state. So what I mean by that is in January, I became a state employee, or me and my coworkers became a state employee, which, which is great, you know. Some of the benefits are great, some are not so great. Um, the insurance, just as always, can be can be uh, improved upon but you know they the, the state offers retirement and you know some some really cool benefits you know they offer you know um uh, tuition exemption you can take classes at no charge you know so just some really cool stuff you know now <clears throat> that my previous employer with kaiser permanente was the first time i'd ever become a unionized um employee so those of you that are familiar with being a unionized employee, you know that when you accept a job offer, you are required to sign up with a union and you are, um, you are allowing dues to be um, you know, taken from each pay period and, and they're there for you to represent you, to do all that, you know. 
you know, unions are good. You know, they'll fight for you, but sometimes I think unions can be a little hindering. You know, they can <clears throat> sometimes of just listening, they can speak too much and kind of get in the way of, you know, progression, which has been some of my, my experiences in the past. But, you know, overall, they're good. You know, they're there to draw that line between, um, you know, administration, human resources, and the employee. State of Washington is a is a is an at will state, meaning they could just walk into your office, or they can just walk over to where you're at and say, "Hey, you know, Santino, thanks for your work, but we don't need you anymore." And they don't have to offer you a, <clears throat> an explanation for why they're 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 firing you. But with a union, they can't do that. They have to show you know um, viable evidence that that you deserve a termination. So, yeah, so it can be good in that sense, you know, and. They can also be good in the sense where they fight for you, you know. I mean, let's 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 look at this. I mean, this is let's be honest. Everything, everything is about money, medicine, law, you know, uh, any type of entity that provides a public service. It's 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 about money, you know. The more money uh, that that flows into the system, the better, you know, let's say police force or the more cops they can hire or the more firemen they can hire or, you know, the more services they can offer at your county hospital, you know, or, you know, the more money, uh, more state grants, more, you know, private grants, uh, a medical institution can 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 do more, um, can do more investigative experiments and stuff like that, you know, so there is a financial aspect to everything well what's really horrible is is that when the financial aspect is more important than the safety and the health of the employees or the healthcare providers that you employ that provide that care that provide that care which which in in in, in return has your return patient base come back Right. I mean, if you go to your, if you choose a new primary care physician and you go to their office, you know, a meet and greet, establish care, you know, for a woman, let's say it's, or for well, whoever, let's just say it's, you know, for a yearly physical and, and you like the provider and you're like, wow, I think I found a new, a new home. And we all know it's very important to find a provider that you're comfortable with because, I mean, <clears throat> medical care is very embarrassing, can be very embarrassing, you know, to you as an individual, whether it's because of, you know, because uh, depression or, you know, so many uh, medical pathological, you know, uh, issues, it, it can it can be very daunting, you know, and it takes a lot for someone who's who's medically complicated to get up and, 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 and get and get somewhere. So being comfortable with your primary care team is very, very important. So. You know, you have your your doctors, your PAs, your NPs, your MAs, your RNs, your CNAs, your lab techs, your front desk staff, you know, <clears throat> clinic managers, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of people in this, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of, there's a lot of role playing in, in, in the deliverance of, of, of outstanding care, you know, and all these entities, you know, fight to be five-star Medicare. And for those of you who don't know what five-star Medicare means or what it does or the privilege it allows, and if I remember correct, if an entity or an institution can become and maintain its um, its its accreditation as a five-star Medicare um, um, practice, they can enroll Medicare-eligible patients anytime during the year. In other words, so you don't have to wait until, what is it, 
October, September, October, or November to 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 enroll into uh, into health coverage, they can just you know enroll all through the year. So that that's a big that's a big gain because you know every month you're there are new people, there are more people, there's a bigger population of those that are that, that are that are Medicare that are becoming Medicare. So if you can be five star Medicare and go out there and 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 advertise and grab these monthly new members you know your your patient base is growing so therefore you know reimbursements are going and all that <clears throat> and in and and in that you know it, it's also responsibility not only do you have to enroll these people but you also have to you have to take care of them you know because the feds and the states and all do mandate that you meet a certain what's called a um a certain um what's the word i forgot the word but you have to meet a certain n- number of um patient care quotas by the end of the year um, in order to receive a reimbursement you know in other words if you make a 92% or above on let's say mammograms then Medicare I believe or the federal government gives you gives gives the institution a kickback of maybe five or fifty or a hundred thousand per physician or something like that so you can see with a big entity like the University of Washington or Kaiser or you know whoever it is you can make lots of money so metrics, it's called metrics. <clears throat> so if you can have your primary care team, you know, meet those metrics in as many, many, many um, uh, angles as possible. Like I said, you know, the diabetes, mammograms, uh, all that stuff. You can make some pretty big money. Now, you know, it's. It, I mean, it's. It's all well and said that those that are in the medical field are doing it for a specific reason are doing it for a reason to provide care to do something that they love and unfortunately in this day and age you've got people that are becoming medical assistants nurses uh, PAs NPs that have no reason being in the medical field now why are they in the medical field for that financial security so you know that's another aspect for those that have that, that, that go to work with this love for what they do and then they got to deal with these people that just don't have the proper attitude or that make things harder that you know screw up or that cause medication errors or that 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 alter orders or just make you know make complications and unfortunately one thing that I've learned is is that those that do bad the bad apples are always rewarded and those that do good have to make up for that flack and slack and for those errors and correct and all that. So, I mean, that's just historic, right? You know, I mean, you got to, I guess you got to keep the faith that there's something out there bigger than us taking care of us, you know. But anyways, so what's one common factor with all this that I've said? What's one common factor with all this that I've just explained? It's the medical assistant, right? Now, I'm not speaking for anybody else. I'm speaking about the medical assistant. So, you know, as a medical assistant, um, like I said, I started... <clears throat> this podcast to get the MA a voice because the medical assistant field has become so recruitable, has become such an important part. You know, I mean, the licensed vocational nurse or LPN nurse role is phasing out, at least here in Washington, is and being replaced by the medical assistant. You know, medical assistants are given more responsibilities, becoming office managers, uh, you know, office leads. You know, I just recently applied for a few jobs. Um, and one of them was a lead for a cardiology uh, clinic, uh, a heart institute. I mean, that's big cheese, yo. You know, I mean, a heart institute. I mean, that's an institute is is, is somewhere where, you know, they provide study and care of a certain, uh, you know, certain, you know, condition and an institute of the heart. That's pretty important, you know, so I'm pretty proud of that. But the point there is, is that 
my resume meets the qualifications to be able to provide the service and care that I think that they need. And they called me to they called me to set up an interview because they feel that I have what <clears throat> they might need to provide that care because you know you do have to provide good patient care. We are healthcare providers of a separate level. You know, and and, and so with COVID with with COVID coming and, and still here and getting bad again because of all those knuckleheads don't want to listen and don't want to do what they're asked to do. Um, you know, this 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 medical community, this whole world has been pushed to the brim, obviously, and has learned many many things that it could do. I mean. Who would have known that the business of Zoom or, um, you know, would have, I mean, I wish I would have put stock in a Zoom a long time ago when I thought that it was ridiculous and complicated. Because now how many people, uh, you know, how many business corporations are using Zoom to collaborate? You know, and now the world has learned how to use Zoom. Now I don't have to rent so much space and pay so much rent for a building. If I can leave someone at home, you know, they can Zoom for work and all that. You know, it's, it's just, it's an amazing thing. So... You know, this the, the 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 medical community has been pushed to the to the brink, <clears throat> and and have learned has learned their strengths, and so there's been other changes as well. So when it comes to the medical system, we've had to roll with those changes. We've had to roll with the progression. We've had to you know come up with contingencies when it doesn't work. You know, like when the camera's not working or the microphone isn't working. What do we do? The physician sits there and waits for us to figure it out, and we do it willing because that is our job, right? That is our job. <clears throat> you know, this goes the same for you know. You know the nurses and 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 and, uh, and lab technicians and X-ray technicians, front desk staff. There's the staff. There's there's some kind of aspect that everybody has to learn, and that everybody has to learn a contingency to put into place in case it doesn't work. You know, so in my case, in the urgent care, you know, telemedicine became the thing. You know, the thing. I'm gonna get some coffee. Hold on. Became the thing. You know, and. I know, in, I know in family practice, uh, telemedicine, the way it would happen is the MA would log on before, get the chart ready, <clears throat> pass it on to the provider, the appointment happened. Urgent care, kind of the same thing. Um, we started out kind of the same way, but um, it kind of just became a little less complicated for us because with the flow of patients, it's a very fast pace, very fast pace as those of you that are in ER med understand. So... You know, we've had to learn to roll and, 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 and figure things out. And just to put this out there, the urgent care that I work at, um, you know, let me start by saying this. University of Washington was the first to invent the nasopharyngeal swab, the first test for, um, for the COVID virus. Now, our clinic, our standalone clinic outside of the hospital was a pilot site to test uh, nasopharyngeal uh, uh, patients uh, for COVID and the first test that we administered was in the parking lot so where I <clears throat> where I'm from where I work you know we were a pioneer in so many different ways you know and I had co-workers that that got infected and got sick you know and, and even there the university split a hair to make it seem like it was their fault for catching it in the community when the common factor was is are we working in urgent care where COVID positive patients were coming <clears throat> and then they're positive and the University of Washington says, oh, we'll prove it. If not, you got it from the community. We're not going to, we're not going to reimburse you or nothing, you know, and I've got coworkers that were, you know, you know, excuse my language, but fucked, you know, on PTO and pay because the university said, no, you know, I mean, not only has it shown us what we can become, but, but, you know, COVID's shown us what kind of monsters 
we can be as well. So, so anyway, so, you know, we've, you know, whether it's COVID or COVID not or the flu season or whatever, when you're a medical assistant or any other healthcare professional, you go to work purposely, willingly to put yourself in the way, to put yourself in harm's way. You know, we're worried about infection and worrying about bringing the infection back home to our family. You know, we're worried about becoming infected and then going to the grocery store and infecting, you know, the community. <clears throat> we're worried about all that. That's why, you know, this hazard pay was such a big deal, you know. Because I'm sure there are people out there that cannot pay, you know, the PTO or extended leave because they got sick and they had to stay home and, and couldn't go to work. You know, I know that there were so many things that, or there are many different, um, you know, variations of why it is that, you know, uh, that the community deserves, the medical community deserves what it does. But anyways, um, so yeah, so, you know, we've, you know, we've come a long way. We've, we've learned a, a new way to do things, you know, new way to test. We, you know, we used to test in alleys. It's just, you know, so I can just imagine what other people had to do. I can imagine what other clinics had to do. And then unfortunately as well, there are clinics that use COVID as an excuse not to see or have patients. There are clinics that use COVID as an excuse not having to schedule patients. Oh, no, cough, whatever. We had a patient actually in clinic who had already been seen at another clinic, was already in the middle of an appointment. And just because they mentioned a cough and fever, they booted him out of that appointment and sent him to us. <clears throat> That's horrible patient care. Horrible patient care. You know, thanks, KDM. That was horrible patient care, you know. The, the, it was a pediatric child in the middle of an appointment. You know, they were already being taken care of. They already had vitals done. You know, and then they mention a, 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 a COVID-related uh, um, symptom, and they essentially get kicked out of their of their appointment to come to urgent care. That's just horrible. So, anyways, so let me just get to my point. So, obviously, what I'm saying is is that we've all become so much more. Uh, adaptable we've become so much more experienced we've become such better medical assistants you know we've we've learned to treat even on you know a a higher level a higher level of acuity you know and so what comes along with that what comes along with with being you know with 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 going to work and putting yourself in harm's way and providing the best care well so when you apply for a job, right, what's one of the things that intrigues you or that entices you or benefits, right? You know, insurance, pay, um, school, um, tuition or assistance or whatever, but there's benefits, right? And, 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 and employees expect, you know, things like a, a yearly raise and, and better benefits and stuff like that, you know, or improved upon benefits. And so that's something that we're due. You know, that's not a privilege. It's a right. We go to work for you. And yeah, you better damn well know that we deserve, you know, these benefits and, 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 and things that you're offering. Because you want the best in, in talent. You want the best in, in experience to care for your patients. To make sure you don't, you don't hurt or kill or, or negligently do something or med, you know, error, whatever. That's right. You know, you have to. You have to. You know, and I know, and I know some places have to take on students, you know, and hopefully they, they learn, you know, the appropriate way, you know, but you don't want to throw a brand new student into an urgent care setting. That's just stupid. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, so, um, so yeah, so it's, 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 you want to make sure you have the right type of uh, healthcare providing community, providing the care for your patients, especially if you want to have a return base, especially if you don't want any lawsuits, especially if you want just quality care above everybody else. 
So, you know, I believe it's every two years for the SEIU 1199 Northwest, which is who I'm a part of. I believe it's every two years that they go to bat or that they go to a new that they go to uh, that they go to bargain for a new contract. And obviously, in the new contracts, you know, there's more asked for because you know medicine doesn't get easier as the days go by. Medicine becomes more complicated. Why does medicine become more complicated? Because there's more, there's new experience, there's experiments, there's new technology, there's new study methods. So. Medicine is a progression. Medicine is an evolution. Progression evolution isn't easier. It's it's more it's it's more it's more it's it's it, it can it can become more destructive, you know. And 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 there again, it's it's another it's another learning curve, you know. But you know, evolution is is very uh, it's very demanding. So we got to keep up with that. Not only do we have to keep up with that technologically and all that, we have to keep up with it emotionally. We have to keep up with it energetically, <clears throat> mentally, you know. It's not just, you know, the MA goes to work and that state of mind and care and experience and skill set is, is stalemate or rather it's just static. It's not. It grows. Everybody's skill set and and. and and um, and experience grows, and the next time you're faced with it, you've learned something new. You provide that level of higher care. So yeah, so if I'm in an urgent care, and we've got homeless, we've got the rich, we've got the poor, we've got the people in between, we've got kids, we've got you know all this coming in, and I provide good care. You better damn well believe that I deserve what it is that you have to offer, and that is raises, and that is benefits, and that is educational assistance, that is PTO, that is. <clears throat> all that stuff, you know. I do deserve the fact to be believed by my employer when I say that I get sick from COVID, that you believe me, not split the hair and fuck me out of it. So, you know, the union goes to bat, you know, with the bargaining unit, with their bargaining unit against the University of Washington. They have a labor relations, usually a couple of people that, and it's their job to work between, you know, the entity and the union. And... And now I've been involved in a couple of bargaining units, and basically what happens is you, as the union, take a vote with all the members and figure out what it is that you want and what it is that you feel you need more of, right? And you make a list, you go to the you go to the employer, and you offer it, and they say yes or no. Well, guess what? These guys said no, straight flat out no. But they want things like on-demand floating <clears throat> without having to pay, which means. I get to work, they can say, oh, we're short 50 miles away, you have to go, uh-uh, and not give, no, no, I don't even like to float as it is, you know, uh, and, and, and they, they want they want less to do more, they want, well, they want what the current staff is, numerically wise, staff wise, to do more work, like in my urgent care, <clears throat> they're trying to push us from 10 to 12 hour shifts, and they're trying to figure out how to use four MAs only, because it's four of us that run it, four MAs only to run 12-hour shifts seven days a week. The math isn't there. That just doesn't happen. That doesn't add up. How are you going to use four MAs <coughs> excuse me, to do 12-hour shifts seven days a week? That is ridiculous to try and figure out how to make it work, you know? So not only do you want to extend hours to make more money, but you want to use less staff, you know, to save the most money. That's how you burn people. That's how you get pissed off people. That's how you get mistakes. And administration and management have nobody else but themselves to, to, uh, to, 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 um, to blame. So yeah, so you know, our union's been working hard. They've been going back and forth between you know bargaining, um, 
between bargaining and the union is <clears throat> flat out just being, you know, tossed to the side. You know, we've asked for, you know, um, float premium. We've asked for, you know, uh, that our our wage base meet what the wage base is is the market because apparently ours is a lot lower, at least by five six dollars. You know, where our union is asking for you know <clears throat> better support, better safety. You know, you know all kinds of things. I mean, even for the personnel down as a CNA, the, the certified nursing assistants do a damn hard job, and they do a good job, and they deserve a lot. They deserve a lot of respect because they do the job that nobody else wants to do. So you know, when you're in the hospital and somebody goes in there to wipe your fucking uh, husband's or wife's ass, or to wipe your grandmother's ass, <clears throat> that's not a medical assistant. That's not a nurse. That's a nurse's assistant who's certified, who's gone to school to learn how to do that. You know, usually people uh, want to get entry level nursing will do this. You know, so these are people that go in there to clean up everybody's mess that you don't want to do, <clears throat> that you in your vanity do not want to do. So you're subjecting. A person to not just go in there and pick up somebody and clean up after somebody, you know, exposing yourself to E. coli and all this, but to do it willingly for peanuts or for, you know, um, for less than what you deserve. I mean, come on, the patient base and population is only growing. It's not getting smaller. It's not shrinking. So why wouldn't the certified nurses, uh, nursing assistants uh, deserve, you know, the best? Better breaks. Apparently, they don't get the breaks that they deserve over here at Harborview or at the University Medical Center. That's horrible. That's disgusting. That's horrible. That nurse, that that that, that nurse managers, that um, unit coordinators, that all of them don't give their people the right uh, rest because they want to produce, 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 or produce numbers, and that's it. And instead of saying, you know what, your health important matters to me, take your break and come back and do what you got to do, or get someone else to cover. No, it doesn't happen that way. It's all about production of numbers and money <clears throat> and those that are in the medical field healthcare providers are told well that's just the way it is it's going to happen what you're getting is good enough no if you put me in a business where i'm working one-on-one -on -one, cool if i become one-on-two all right you know i can handle that one-on-three hell i'm stressed you better get me somebody to work with me but that's that's not what's happening you know and it's funny they they put out applications. They put out things like hiring um, hiring incentive. You know their places giving up to ten thousand dollars and moving expenses to hire you. But then when you get there, you know they treat you like hell. No, that's not right. <clears throat> so, anyways, so this past week, um, you know, since we've been denied a couple of times by the university and their labor unions, their labor unions uh, relations, excuse me, we did a picket. We did a picket. Um, I've uploaded a video to YouTube. I'll go ahead and upload it to the website. Uh, I, I know. I, I've been saying I was going to uh, update the website. I need to do it. There's so many, so many um, uh, episodes that I have to upload. So, um, yeah. So, give me about a day or two and then look uh, for a video where I show us picketing in front of our clinic. And hopefully, and there were picketing, there were, there were picketing events happening at the other neighborhood clinics. And I think there was a huge one in front of the, in front of the medical center. You know, and it's amazing, you know, wouldn't these administrators and people up on top be embarrassed? You know, those are the ones that we need to name out one by one. They're the ones that we need to, 
need to call out one by one, and I think we're going to have to do that. We're going to do that, you know. Uh, because of you, you know, we, because of us, we're the ones keeping the community safe. Because of us, we're the ones doing the job. And you know what? That's right. We deserve what we're asking for. And we're going to get it one way or another, you know. And it, like I said, it's unfortunate. We embarrass these people, and they don't care. You know, well, I guess they're so used to, you know, bad publicity every once in a while. They're like, ah, this is just another publicity stunt. Uh-uh, Papa. We're coming after you, you know. If you're putting me in harm's way for the past year and a half, yesterday I had, a, I think we had like five positive COVIDs. I could have brought her home to my family. And all you do back up there is sit up there and collect your paycheck. All the managers do is sit back behind a closed door and they're not exposed. Maybe they're exposed when they walk in the hallways. But no, the MAs are, have learned protocols to, to keep exposure minimal, you know. So it's the MAs and the doctors, you know. So, yeah, so we picketed. We picketed to, to you know, to, to show the community that, hey, this is what your University of Washington entity is not doing for its employees. We want you to know. We want to embarrass them. And from what I understand, uh, there were a few um, uh, state representative legislatures and stuff that, that got on board with us. So I'm really looking forward to see what the change is. But, you know, these guys apparently as well, what I learned from, from one of my union members is, you know, because of COVID, uh, the government has and state has provided monies to these to these medical institutions, these state institutions, or maybe others too. There's grants, so they've got a lot of money in a stockpile that they're sitting on. Just and I understand, just in case it happens again. But it's also for um, those who provide patient care. And then, from what I understand, uh, there were uh, uh, people in the community because the University of Washington had to furlough a lot of people. People in the community wrote checks to the university in the name of you know, keeping uh, providers from having to be furloughed, like nurses and MAs. And the university kept the money, never used any of that money that was given to them. That is disgusting. Disgusting. So I guess these people that they have in these places, they're heartless. But you know what? You lose your job, you're just as petty and needy as anybody else that loses their job at that time. So don't forget that, okay? Just because right now you feel secure doesn't mean that you're that you're not an insecure person. So, you know, shame on you. So, yeah, so, you know, I guess what I'm saying by this is, you know, all you MAs out there that are being treated less than fair, being given less than deserved, you need a voice, you need to fight, <clears throat> you need to unionize or use your union. Get, get to your union and say, hey, you need to be doing this for us. You're taking our dues, you need to be fighting for us. Because in this time of COVID and, and with numbers rising again because of the Delta variant, because of the people that don't want to do what they're asked to do, because people who are, mm -mm, not me, uh-uh, you can tell me what to do, uh-uh, uh-uh, you know, all those out there spreading the virus, um, we, we still have this job to do, you know, and because of the Trump administration screwed it all up, we're having to pick up that pile of shit, sorry. Sorry for all the potty language today. I'm just really upset and emotional about this, you know. You know, anybody that does a good job anywhere, you know, not just medicine, you deserve the best in return. You deserve the best in benefits, you know. I just feel so bad for places that do not offer benefits. And I understand because we have the mom and pop or whatever. But for those big businesses that can afford it, shame on you. You guys are assholes. Assholes. So, yeah, so, you know, my overall point is, is that please fight. Fight for what you deserve. Fight for what's right. If you're not part of a union, find a union and become and, and talk to one. 
you know, Google, local union, SEIU. I think SEIU is, is nationwide. So Google SEIU uh, union and get in touch with a union um, organizer, delegate, and talk about, hey, this is what's going on and this is the changes we'd like and let them go to fight for you. That's what you need to do. Because since these pricks don't want to do the right thing, we have to do the right thing for them. Just because their heads are up their asses. And they think they know better. They, I mean, they think that they know what's best for everybody. No. You know what? Human resources is them for themselves. Human resources. Okay, let me set something straight for you guys. Human resources. Human resources. They're not there for you. They're not there to protect you. They're there for the business. They're there for the school. They're there for the entity. That's who they're there for. Because let's say if you sexually harass or if you do something bad that could constitute a lawsuit, well, it's HR's job to get rid of you before that happens. You know, if you go to HR with a need or necessity, they say, oh, well, there's the employee help portal. Go with that. But if it's anything that can adversely affect the entity, the business, or or whatever, or possibly, you know, incur a lawsuit, that's who they're there for. They're there for, the, you know, they're not even there for the victim. They're not there for the victim. They, they stand behind the victim because standing behind the victim is standing up for the entity. So be very careful. Be very careful when it comes to your manager and be very especially careful when it comes to human resources because they're not there for you. They're there to protect the entity. All right, guys, this is something you know, for all things medical assistant. Again, you know what, please, fight, fight, fight for who you are. Fight, fight, fight for what you deserve. You know, let the people know the good work that you do. Let them know that you deserve the best. Because you know what, all you guys out there, without those in the medical, you know, the nurses, MAs, CNAs, um, <clears throat> without us being out there, without us doing the job, you wouldn't have a patient base. You would have, you would have lawsuits. You would not have anything, anything. So remember that. And I know this doesn't go in one ear and out the other because that's your narcissistic personality. Narcissistic personality. Or you just don't care. But we're coming for you. COVID has put everybody in a corner. COVID has taught people who they really are. COVID has turned people into monsters. COVID has turned communities into angels. So all you guys up there that, <clears throat> you know, are grabby money hungry and too chicken shit to open your doors to listen to people. Open your doors, administrators, managers. Open your doors and listen to your staff face to face. What are you afraid of? What are you scared of? You're scared to be put in your place. You're scared to be called out. You're scared to be embarrassed. But that's what you need. You need to be embarrassed. Called out one by one. Maybe in my next episode, I might call out the administrators one by one. And I'm going to find a better way to distribute these podcasts. So it's heard on a bigger on a, on a bigger level. All right. So all of you out there that are screwing your employees over, think about it, okay? It's going to come back. All right, guys, again, Santino there's for all things medical assistant. Let's be, let's be good to each other, treat each other well, and please be safe. Um, stay healthy. Remember, uh, wash your hands. You know, if you don't feel well, please go get tested. Yeah, <clears throat> fight for who you are. All right, guys, uh, talk to you soon.